And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a writer, activist, and host of the podcast There Are No Girls on the Internet. It's Bridget Todd. And he's a director and composer who's probably accidentally wearing your shoes right now. It's Andrew Hunt. Tone Zone is here to insist that he is not keeping any top-secret documents stuffed down his pants. They've all been declassified. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pencil pants again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I just did my one-on-one interview opening when this is a group show. (laughs) How utterly embarrassing. What I meant to say is, hello, my little chocolate chip banana breads. Welcome to another exciting (laughs) Thursday show. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. 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 By Kim Platt. Yes, I am on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff. Uh, there's different reward levels. You can get bonus episodes of my Patreon podcast called The Friend Zone. We just did a definitive extra long episode with fan favorite RJ City. Also, all your other favorites have been on uh, and will continue to be on. And I do AMA episodes. So if you're like, I need to ask her something personal and nosy. That is where you should go. I dish it all. There's also a level where you can text me and I'll text you back and other stuff. If you subscribe for a year, if you do the annual subscription, then you get two months free. That's a good deal. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. Clearly, I'm a little bit discombobulated, which has been a running theme with me, but like even a little bit more so than usual. So I'm excited to have such a stellar all-star lineup on this show to get me back on track. Welcome back to the show, Andrew Hunt. Me. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to the show, Bridget Todd. You have been on a Monday show, but this is your maiden voyage on the Thursday show. That's right. I'm so flattered that you've wanted to have me back. I'm so excited. I said, she is Thursday show material. (laughs) I made it. I did it. (laughs) You did it. Welcome back. Excited to get into everything with you. And Tony Thaxton, hello. Hello. Uh, First off, record timing, I think, for my intro. I know. Let's see how far we we are. Oh, my God. Before the three-minute mark, Bridget, I tend to introduce Tony, I remember, (laughs) like around 45 minutes in. That's how discombobulated you are. That I Tony. I'm so, no, he's fine. I'm so <laughs> discombobulated that I'm doing things like well. That's what happens. <laughs> Unlike a sitcom character where they like like where Charles in charge, where he gets hit on the head and he becomes Chaz, and then like you get hit on the head again <laughs> to remember. Event discombobulation is a circle, and I've come around to being professional. I'm really yeah. not feeling well. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I think we may have a competition for who's more discombobulated today what kind of discombobulation have you uh been dealing with uh well i just i'm in the middle of it well not in the middle just at the beginning of a insanely busy week for myself uh i think uh we are recording four shows this week i think on top of uh i have rehearsals playing with two different bands and and i'm also moving so got a lot going on 
Yeah. And to me, moving is like that. You just, that's all you, that's all you can do in one week. But no, I think we're just doing three. Am I forgetting? Cause we're doing this one and then we have tomorrow, Thursday Matt and Lee. Sunday. Oh yes. I forgot that <laughs> Sunday's part of this week. What a crazy week we have. Yeah. So yes. You're moving while working. Yeah. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been working on the packing and stuff for, for a bit already. So I'm at a good, I'm at an okay place and we have like movers coming for the big stuff on Friday, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm deep in it. I, I hate moving. uh, And I marvel at moving people because I'm like, these people don't find it as awful as I do because I, first of all, I'm a pack rat proto hoarder. I have like, I have paid to move. Jenna Kim Jones just posted this and I was like, that's me. Uh, she posted like an old reel of moving where she's like, did I just pay to send garbage or trash across the country like 3000 <laughs> miles? That's what I did. Like I've moved so much trash from New York. I got rid of the things I wanted and then like sort of just got tired of it. And every, t- every time I find it to be so stressful. Yeah. Uh, are you guys all the same? Oh, Absolutely. I love to yeah. move. I really I've moved almost every year since I turned eighteen. What? It uh and I, <laughs> I know. I, what? I I lately I've stayed in this place for three years, uh, which is maybe the longest I've stayed in a place. But I think it it goes back to when I was in third grade and I moved to a new neighborhood and it was like I made so many new friends and had so many adventures and I feel like I've been chasing that my whole life ever since like if i move somewhere new and you know i don't meet new people and have new adventures it's time to go somewhere else wow so have yeah. you ever uh have you ever been able to 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 touch what you had in third grade again no it's uh i'm just chasing nostalgia i think I, we all are you know, now yeah. but you how far away is each move because haven't you mostly been in the in the in Toronto the whole time? Yeah, the well the furthest I ever moved was Ireland once. Oh, that is far. And uh wow. Yeah, and then came back to Toronto and then in Toronto I just go from uh you know, neighborhood to neighborhood. It's a big place. But do you convince yourself that like there's something wrong with with each apartment or are you just like it's time to ramble on? <laughs> I've sort of realized lately that it's kind of like as soon as the fan in my bathroom breaks Oh, it's time to move on. It's like, well, I don't want to figure out what I have to do to fix this. Has this <laughs> happened repeatedly? Because and I'm not trying to like bathroom fan shame you or anything. But in my entire life, I've never had a bathroom fan break. Oh, really? It's yeah. I think it like I keep it running often. And I think it's just like a white noise thing. Oh. Like I like to hear the hum. That makes sense. I yeah. had one Daniel. break on me last year, and I did the old, uh, I'm just going to ignore this, oh, yeah. and then one day try it again, and guess what? It works. It oh. Yeah. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is first coming time up that Tony. Plan, I mean, this was a while ago, so yeah, that's the only time <laughs> so, that plan's ever worked. Daniel tends to leave the bathroom fan on. <laughs> I think he's trying to hide something. Um, but... <laughs> In our current house, each fan is attached to a light, but it's like a dim mm. pinkish or per- it's like a weird colored light. And I just I feel like the each bathroom I made it sound like I have so many bathrooms, but I feel like the bathroom like emanates like a weird rave energy. And I'm like, so I have to go in after and turn it off. 
Bridget, mm. where, where are you with bathroom fans? Oh, we have one. It's pretty janky. I've only ever lived in like real shithole. I, I can I can swear, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've only ever I've only ever lived in shitholes, and so um, yeah, the fan like the fans are maybe fifty percent likely to work or break. So I've definitely had some fans break. Um, I feel like bathroom fans in old crappy apartments are just not very reliable. Just they're just general. loud. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they don't do anything. And they're well, I will, I will turn it on when I'm taking a shower. I feel like that it makes it less steamy or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's where all the bugs and mice get in. I find what depending on the neighborhood, like it, uh, the place I'm in now, I'm the place I moved out of to come here. I moved here mm-hmm. because a mouse crawled out of. Uh, Wait, uh, is your fan thing. not on your ceiling? It is on the ceiling, but I think it's like a. There's a like a maze of um, what are those called? The things you'd crawl if you were a spy. The things you crawl through. A vent. <laughs> vent. Yes. The day a mouse drops from the ceiling onto my shoulders is the day I like mm-hmm. give it yep. all up. It's over. I'm done. <laughs> I went Same. to stay in a hotel that night because I just couldn't. I just couldn't sleep knowing that there was a mouse in the house. I need to. I, I I neglected to remind everyone that like perhaps one of the I feel greatest Patreon rewards you get is you get to watch the Thursday show video and you can see how wide my eyes got when Andrew mentioned mice in the fan. Let's just explore this for a moment, Andrew. <laughs> it, but did a mouse drop on you like Bridget has suggested? No. Like what, did, no. what did you see? How did you I just, know? Uh, you could like you could hear the their feet and then sort of see them uh, through the 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 great and then uh so oh. that was like one clue that they were there and then i woke up the next morning and i had oh. a stack of pitas and the pitas had like a bite through them and then uh the first time i saw a full-on mouse it popped out of my toaster oh my, oh my god not toasted it it was just chilling in there but still that is yeah. a mouse with no survival instincts because you could have just been like, yeah. time to toast, yeah. motherfucker. It, it um, was a cool place, though. Like, it wasn't dirty. It was it was kind of rad and old. And that's why the mice lived there. Because oh, it was rad like, and old? Yeah. <laughs> in, in case your yeah, listeners think like I'm a grossy. Having mice, I don't think it's like a, like a testament to be like – if you live in a city, most places, even the tidiest, cleanest, newest places are going to have some kind of a pest. You shouldn't mm-hmm. feel like you are automatically like a dirty person right, if you right. if you have a mouse in your house. Sweet. Right. But that, So I remember one of the most horrible mice situations we had. I've set it up so that now it's not going to be that bad. But anyway, I don't know. I think it's like we left a, a Ziploc bag of popcorn on in the kitchen Mm. and went out and then came back and there were like chewed up popcorn kernels they especially like the unpopped ones i mean that's like mouse food so like chewed up popcorn kernels like all over the stove and mouse shit it was like they had had a party (laughs) it was pretty bad so i recently learned something about canada which i have become obsessed with (laughs) and andrew i'm wondering if you know about it and if you do please explain this to us all right the big apple the big apple uh is it literally a big apple yes this is do you know what i mean Wait, what (laughs) i don't know too much about it i 
it sounds familiar and it sounds we have a lot of big things like we have a big coin that a lot of tourists go to see it's <laughs> like the great. world's biggest nickel and then how uh, big are we talking though because the world's biggest nickel could be like silver dollar size yeah. it's it's not big enough for me to ever in my life be like i need to go see that <laughs> it, but yeah we have we have that we have a big dinosaur uh in this place called Dinosaur Provincial Park that has a ton of dino- like dinosaur bones in it. And uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the apple. Okay, the so apple. the big apple evidently is a landmark in I don't know, Ontario some somewhere in Canada near you mm. or maybe not that you see from the highway. Do you guys call them highways, freeways, yeah. roads, yeah. interstates? Uh, yeah. as you go by so I was like, how, how big is this apple and what's so special about it? And then I looked it up and it surpassed any expectation I possibly had. Tony, can you Google Big Apple Ontario and see if you see something magical? I'm excited. I, I've been meaning to see more of Canada. I haven't gone outside of Ontario within Canada in my whole and life. If, if nothing's coming up, then it's like Big Apple Cottage Country. Uh, no, I'm finding it. What, what are you? What are you wanting? The height? No, I am. I'm thinking. Do you guys have your phones near you? Just Google. If if that pulled it up, just Google it. Because when I go, when I saw the picture, and everyone at home, Google this. When I saw the picture, I was like, Oh my god! I had no idea. I, I if if unless I'm looking at the wrong thing, it seems like I'm looking at the right thing. I'm having a very different reaction than you. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> this Wait, is... Oh, yeah. the, is it with the face? Yes! It's an anthropomorphic apple. It, okay, is, that it is, looks like a giant yeah. emoji. It is oh, a humongous apple with a face. That and is a mask on him for COVID. Yes. Yeah. You can, you can like go into it. I don't know what you find inside, but it is, this is so ridiculously <laughs> cute to me and just ridiculous. Okay. What did the, you find, Tony? I, well, it I, looks like it is the same thing, but it did not have the face on it. And on the Wikipedia picture, it does not have a face. So it's oh. just a 40 foot tall apple. For me, the face is what makes it. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. The face is what makes it. Yeah. So if you just, if your listeners just search Big Apple Canada, You'll see how cute it I is. I see. Yeah. Uh, it says it's in Colburn, Ontario, which I've never been to. Where is that? I'm Ontario. Sure. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. What a like mysterious trip. Yeah. What a mysterious place Canada is with its giant apples <laughs> and giant coins. But are it, it, Andrew, do you feel like the coin is kind of apple size or is it just like five feet high? I feel like it's apple size. Like it's. It's uh, touristy enough that people talk about it when they talk mm-hmm. about Canada. But it's to me, they all kind of look like those paper mache projects you do in school, where you yes. you like blow up a balloon and put paper mache on the outside, and then pop the balloon and then paint a face on it. Yes, it's, the way uh, we the way we did paper mache was, and maybe there's only one way. You would put you would like wet newspaper with starch. Is that how everyone does it? And then like brush it and then it dries. Yeah. I, don't remember. I remember feeling sick having to touch the material. It was pretty gross. And yeah. the starch Slimy. is like gross. Yeah. That starch, is that the starch they use in clothing? And also who starches clothing and how do you like I feel like this is a thing that I've heard about, but I've never 
I guess there's spray starch. I've never starched any clothes. I feel like when we did paper mache, I want to say it was flour and water. or so, oh. I remember it being some sort of a, a, a white powder that you mixed with water and then put strips of newspaper in. This is going way back. I don't know. Yes. That is that how we did familiar. it, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember it. I don't remember ever seeing it in powder form. It was always like in a jug. Um, okay. So I mentioned something made me think of something before we started. And I was like, I'm going to wait to bring this up on the show. Are you guys? I just learned about this last night. Are you guys familiar with the term Giga Chad? Oh, Bridget, you're not? I assume since you're like tech I am person, not. you would be. Okay. Oh, my God. I can guess. Uh, right. what do you I think imagine it, I know what it is. What do you think it is? Is it like, well, I know when like the weird incel community talks about guys that they are jealous of or whatever, they call them Chads. So yes. a Giga Chad would probably be. Like the Superman of, of Chad's manly men. <laughs> yes, a Giga Chad is yeah. like the Uber Chad, like the okay. er, the Super Chad. <laughs> and if you Google Giga Chad, it is like upsetting AI images of guys with like giant jaws and just the oh, like ultimate. That. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> this is upsetting. It it is upsetting. Um. And now that I, I don't know what I'll do now that I know it, but it just, it was a whole new world that opened up to me last night. And speaking of tech stuff, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Do you receive emails intended for other people often? Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. I do too. And I realized my assumption for some reason has always been, oh, it's because my name starts with A, which is like why I assume I get butt dials because I'm like the first name in people's phone books. But then today I was like, that does actually doesn't really make any sense. Maybe this is just uh, having an email address in the modern age that you get the wrong emails. Oh, I, so I have a, there's a woman, a nurse out there. I think, I want to think she lives in the South. I want to say Georgia, who has my same name with the same spelling. Mm-hmm. And we basically are, we've never met. We're basically email friends where she'll, she emailed me around Christmas time being like, hey, girl, did it, you get any Bath and Body Works coupons or receipts sent to you? I need them. <laughs> so we, if, if she's listening, Bridget Todd, shout out to her. Like, we're like yes. email buddies who have never met. I, I am in touch with fellow Allison Rosens. There's like three or four of us. And it'll be like, is this for you? No, it must be the other one. Um, have I ever told you that I know an Allison Rosenfeld? You have not. Yeah. It's true. What's she like? Is she uh, the fitting of the name? Oh, I and mean, the, not, and then... nowhere near as cool as you, of course. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to have a rivalry. I want to have a sisterhood. <laughs> I, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it. Andrew, do you get emails not for you? I uh, I don't. But today I was thinking about my fear of emails. Ooh, like it's the only tell. social media app I'm afraid to open. It's, mm. it, you know, I'm, there's always... I you know, there's to open either, Facebook. Yeah. It's it I think like I'm addicted to getting notifications. So I think I feel like if email had likes and things like that, <laughs> I would uh be less hesitant to open it. But it always feels like you, every time you open it, it just means you have to do work mm. instead of play. So but I, I was thinking about uh the names too. And do you think that people with your same name share similar life experiences based on the name alone? Like if if I, your name was Andrew Tate, do you think people would be like, "Oh, this guy sucks," and treat you like an Andrew Tate? 
because they know of the other Andrew Tate or if it's just something yeah. innate to the name Andrew Tate? Just something innate to the name, I suppose. Like I don't I don't know, but I will say and if any Nicoles are listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I met a, I sort of began to have a bias against the name Nicole because I had met so many Nicoles who ended up being mean. <laughs> That I was like, I am beginning to be suspicious of Nicole's. That mm. being said, I've also met lovely Nicole's, lovely Nikki's. One of my best friends' middle name is Nicole with with N I C H O L E. So maybe that's a little bit different, but but I don't really believe there's anything to a name, you know? Yeah, but then like, there's no romantic songs about Andrews, you know? Mm. There's songs about Allisons. I'm sure there's yeah. some Bridget songs. There's got to be Tony songs. But it's like no one ever thinks Andrew. That's a guy who deserves a love song. What about <laughs> Drew or Andy? Oh, maybe. Maybe there's some Andy songs. Yeah. <laughs> like Andy's Gal is yeah. not a song, but I feel like it should be. Yeah. Are there Bridget and Tony songs? Hmm. There, I do know that uh, there's a couple of Kanye West songs where he references the name Bridget. <laughs> Um, Allison, I feel like, is a good one. What's that song I'm thinking of? I'm sure you know Allison it. Allison um, Road, maybe? So Yeah, like, there's a Jim Blossom song. On Allison that, Road. Oh, is that it? No, I'm thinking of um, the um, Elvis Costello one. Yeah. Uh, Elvis yeah. Costello, that's it. I'm so glad y'all didn't make me sing it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, now I want to hear you Allison sing it, but Jim. yes. Yeah, there's a, there's, and then the Allison Road is, is that Gin Blossoms? Or is that Se- Lemonade? Seems yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Jim Blossoms. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, I was thinking how frequently, but not just emails for people named Allison Rosen. I will get just like, I don't know how I get them, but it'll be mm. like a group email and somehow I'm attached to it. But it is a script or, I mean, it's like something definitely not meant for me. Mm. Um, uh, And... I normally just don't do anything, but I feel like the right thing to do is to write back to the person and say, I, I don't think this was intended for, right? What's the right protocol yeah. here? I feel like it's either one of two things. And the first is a scam because sometimes mm. they'll say things like, oh, hey, your, your package didn't show up. And then you write yes. back like, what package? You know, here's my I, credit card information. <laughs> I started, I think I fell for that one time. I don't think I put my credit card info in, but I remember... I think I was, was it when I had COVID? I, I like I wasn't feeling well, and I remember calling out to Daniel, being like, "I just like got fished." Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't give them my credit card info though. But I did give them like my address or something. I anyway. once went on a date, and months later, uh, befriended the person I went on a date with, and they admitted that on our first date, uh, she thought I was trying to steal her credit card information. How? Because, uh, <laughs> Before the date, my friends were like, you need to ask more questions. Like you, <laughs> you talk about yourself a lot in life. So I was like, okay. And I made a note to ask a ton of questions the whole date. And then months later, she was like, yeah, you were asking me like everything about my life. And I told my friends, like, I think that guy wanted to steal my credit card. <laughs> so what's your mother's maiden name? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your first car. Yeah. <laughs> what's your what's... favorite athlete growing up? <laughs> what, uh, what was your first elementary school called? Yeah. Um, that is crazy. Where did you write this note to yourself? Note to myself? You said that you wrote, you wrote a note to ask her questions. 
Oh no! Like made a mental. Just like a note. mental note. Yeah, got yeah. it. Got well, it. like my friends were like, you know, ask some questions and you know, talk about her. So I did, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. But we were, you know, we became friends later, and and that's how she admitted it to me. Got it. So I didn't creep her out that much. Yeah, but you became like just friends later. <laughs> yeah, we actually, me and this person had three different meet cutes. We first you met tell. at a. Uh, an improv comedy show where they pick two single people in the audience, interview them, and then do a whole improvised uh, comedy show based on what it would be like if those two hooked up. That's so they fun. interviewed me and her, and then we met after. And then we went out for a few drinks another night and just sort of went our separate ways. And then um, uh, second meet cute was just jogging in a random forest. She rode by on her bike. And then the third one was on Valentine's Day. And th this sounds like a lie, but it actually happened. On Valentine's Day, my Uber got in a fender bender. <laughs> and the person Sorry. in the other car was her. Wow. Okay, you cannot convince me that you all are not meant to be together. This is the universe. Like, how have you not picked exactly. up on this yet? This is the universe yeah. trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. like we both just felt like a friend vibe. And so it's, uh, we still talk, like we still send each other messages on Instagram and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> I'm uh, with Bridget. You're, yeah. this might be you, this might be your destiny. So wait Maybe. a minute. You had the date where you interrogated her for her uh, mm -hmm. personal information. Yeah. So that was, that was after the comedy questions. show. Oh, did yeah. you, had you met at the comedy show? Yeah. So we met at and the comedy you, I, show. I asked for her number. And then we went out on that date. So, like, it was just a brief meeting at the comedy show. Like, that was fun how they chose both of us. We should uh, yeah. hang out Is, sometime. Was that supposed to be like a sing like a singles event, the comedy show? Yeah. Well, they, they asked That's who's cute. single in the show. It's a really great show. It's called um, Hook Up. And it happens mm -hmm. in Toronto, um, like, once a month, I think. And uh now, did you live in one place during all this? Or is this like part of your move and you're still running into her? No. So I haven't run into her for years. She actually moved to LA. So. Oh. Yeah. It was. Maybe uh, I should have her on my show. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. Bridget, listen to how weird this is. So I know Andrew. So I used to live in New York many years ago and started the show Alice from Rosen, Your Best Friend as a streaming internet show. Um, I was going on different like news channels and doing segments and things like that. And I was on with E. Jean Carroll, who is, um, you know who I mean? Yeah. And Hero. Yes. Right. And Andrew, you were working with her, right? Yeah. She was one of the first people who ever hired me in the entertainment industry just to make these silly uh, fake horoscope videos for her website. And uh, so, you know, I've always loved her ever since then. So you, you saw me on that show with her, right? Yeah. I saw you it on was, a television it, show and messaged on, you. I think. By the way, it was on Fox news. It was a Fox news morning show with Mike Jarrett and Juliet Huddy. And I forget what we were talking about, like celeb news or something. But anyway, yeah. So you messaged me. We became like social media friends. Um, I thought all your stuff was really funny. And then you were in New York and you came on my internet show. And then we like reconnected somewhat recently. And I was like, you have to come on my show. And you were like, yes, I'll be available in a year. <laughs> you 
you were very busy. But then if we started, started having you on, I had him on with Renee Colvert, who is a frequent guest of the show. And then I get this tweet or like I'm in a, I forget how it came up, but it turns out, this is so weird to me. It turns out that Renee's friend, Amanda, is Andrew's old roommate. Isn't that a crazy small world? That's, I mean, again, you all, maybe you're not meant to be in a romantic relationship, but you're clearly meant, like, I firmly believe the universe puts people in Mm. your path for a reason. And so, Mm. like, clearly there is some kind of reason that you all are on this podcast together now, right? You're meant to sort of, you know, continue to connect with each other in this way. Mm. Yeah, I I believe in that stuff. Yeah, Andrew, I have to tell you, I, so I, my current partner, when we first met, we had so many kind of like freaky kind of coincidence things. And we have almost the same birthday. I'm born March 14th. He's born uh, March 16th. And we met, we lived in the same neighborhood and never, as far as we knew, had never, you know, crossed paths. We met both doing solo trips to the same bar. And we were like, oh, we have so much in common. This is so weird. You know, we start having a relationship, move in, get engaged, yada, yada, yada. Years later, I'm looking at old pictures, and wouldn't you know it, a picture at that bar of me, he is in the background of that picture. We were in a picture of us together before we ever met. And I was like, oh my God, this is the universe trying to tell us you are with the person that you were meant to be. Like, I firmly believe the universe puts people, (laughs) it sounds so woo-woo and whatever, but, you know, I was like, oh, we are meant to be together. Something somewhere wants us to be together. That's amazing. That's so So, sweet. I love that. But you didn't meet that night. No, we didn't meet for another couple years. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's also amazing. I didn't know that you were engaged. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. Look at that Uh, ring. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen for the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm I'm predisposed to think like we belong together Mm -hmm. because of that one picture. Yeah, I, I, I find it, part of me finds it fun to believe in like a silly way. But when I really think about it, it's like maybe there's some magic to it. Like, have you seen the movie Interstellar where he sort of learns that, like, the universe yeah. is love? I didn't really understand it, but it's like, okay, maybe. Yes. Maybe there's something to, you know, attracting people and all of us being from the same little point that blew up and became the Big Bang and became all of us and we're all connected in some sort of way. There is that theory, the... What is it? The multi-something theory that multi that universe. all oh, multi-world. It's no, it's neither of those, but it's Timelines. similar to all of those. Multi, yeah, that like all time, all all like time is a construct, and all timelines are existing at the same time. And I always feel like, well, if that's the case, then why can't I just hop over into that one? <laughs> I mean, depending well, on what's going on over there. I saw someone explain it once, like you do, like every time you make a choice, you've hopped oh. into a new universe kind of interesting that's like a real if, sliding doors kind of theory yeah like if that i snap my fingers right now i'm now in the universe where i snap snapped my fingers right but i uh <laughs> but we're all in that universe too yes i brought you like, with me <laughs> <laughs> well like but how can i get back to the other one because maybe that show is going better you Just can't <laughs> i know this show is going 
Amazing. Okay. This is very much, I have to tell you, like, people listening are going to think I sound like a hippy-dippy weirdo. This is so my shit. Like, multiverses. <laughs> like, what universe are we in? There's infinite timelines. This is so the stuff that I stay up late thinking about at night. Yeah, okay, good. Sure. Is it the multiverse theory? Maybe that's what it's actually called. I think that's it. Yes. Do you believe in that? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I firmly believe in that. I don't know if this is like TMI for the pod- podcast, but... There's no such thing. Okay, well, let's get into it. Um, I did not believe in, t- believe in it until a, like, very intense hallucinogenic mushrooms experience. Mm-hmm. And Exciting. in that experience, I remember I was... Again, another reason why I believe me and my partner were, like, meant to be. We were both sitting next to each other, and I don't know where the fuck I was. Like, I was, like, in my mind, like, in outer space. And I looked over at him on the couch, and I was like, oh, my God we found each other in this universe. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, there are so many universes out there. And like, we happen to be in the same one and we found each other. And I know it sounds like just something that someone who is not in their right mind is saying, but I really held on to that as like, you know, there are so many realities or or instances where we probably would have just seen each other and not stopped to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. But we're both in the version of the universe where we saw each other and said hello. Mm -hmm. And so that has to mean something. Like, And so I I believe that we are in, like, if there is an infinite amount of universes and multiverses and possibilities and all of that jazz, you can decide to be like, oh, I'm I'm in the best one. Mm -hmm. I'm in the one that all works out because of this thing. Like, this thing is the proof as to why I'm in the universe where everything works out. So I just yes. choose to believe that. I like that. I This has come up on the show. I've never done shrooms, but the more I hear people talking about it, the more I feel like I need to at some point. I do have two little kids and I just, I don't, like, I don't know how to make, how to, I don't know how to get in that timeline where it makes sense for me to just do shrooms, but I'm so curious about it. Andrew, have you? Try it. I hesitate to talk about it just because it's, it's, you know, I've never publicly talked about um, drug use, but I will say that one time in high school, I maybe ate something and I drew a perfectly straight line that night. And I've, uh, <laughs> so anytime someone mentions mushrooms, I think about how they allow you to draw a perfectly straight line without a ruler. That's all With- I'll say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Now you really got to do a math. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was still straight edges. the next day. But uh, but when I drew it, I was like, wow, these how, are magic. How long was the line? Uh, le- the length of a paper, piece of paper. And had you been struggling with straight lines before no, this? No, I think I just I sat down with a piece of paper and I just drew a line. And I was just like, oh, my God. I just... I just threw a perfectly straight line. This this is outrageous. And I probably talked about it for the rest of the night, just showing it to people like, see this line? I drew it freehand. Hey, hey, come here. Look at this line. I drew it without a ruler. Andrews makes a good point. Like, there is something about when you've maybe or maybe not, can't confirm or deny, taken a substance, (laughs) the stuff that you say, the stuff that, like, occurs to you when it's happening – I would I would cringe if somebody sober heard me talk like was like oh well you were telling me about this line that you drew or <laughs> yeah. you know 
If somebody had a recording of what I said, what I found so profound when that was happening, God, God help us. But um, you do have some insights that I, or if you hypothetically one could have some insights that would uh, be really impactful. Yeah. yeah, that's what appeals to Dan. My husband always describes it as like your ego goes away, um, and uh, and you just feel like the feel this. He almost describes it like the way I hear MDMA, but like this, you feel like you're a part of the universe and you feel connected and stuff like that. Um, but he also says that you don't really hallucinate. And Bridget, you said it was a it was hallucinatory for you, yes. Um, yeah, I would describe it. I mean, I, I've heard it described and I, I'm no like expert on this. So, you know, mm-hmm. your mileage may vary, but I've heard both. I've heard some people be say that they have not like seen things. Um, I've, I experienced maybe hallucination is too strong of a word. I will say it, it's more of a like physical sensation of I am sitting on my couch or I am sitting at a campsite, but and I physically am aware that that's where I am. But Sensation-wise, that's not where I feel that I am, if that makes mm. sense. It probably doesn't make sense, but that's how I would describe yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And he has said that like you like the light does things and you, there are some visuals, but I think what I think the distinction he's making is that unlike acid, where you'll have a whole conversation with someone who's not there, or like you'll it'll be like complete, like a complete fabric thing that's not in reality. Like that doesn't happen. I don't know. The reason I, I haven't for all this time is just like fear of some kind of bad trip or something. But that's what you know. like uh, I heard someone describe it as you don't see things that aren't there, but the things that are there, you see them do things. Mm. You know, like a carpet might look like a magic eye thing you know like those where you cross your eyes and yeah so they start to see those the carpet move a little and you know your breathing looks weird in mirrors and you draw perfectly oh, straight avoid lines. mirrors is advice yeah. i would give to anybody trying uh, a hallucinogenic substance don't look in the mirror what sometimes, happens like, if you do nothing bad so if you do slip up and look it's not the end of the world but sometimes it can be a little like you know you start looking at your own reflection a little bit and then you're like really looking at your own reflection and you start asking some questions about like, well, who am I? And like, is this really me? And like, it can really take you down some paths where you're like, okay, you, you're getting a little, you're like getting a little deep on your own reflection. So it just, mm. I, I think it's better to just try to avoid looking at yourself in the mirror if possible. Um, but you know, if you, if you, if you try it and you have like a, like a bad experience, I'd say like always, try to do it in a situation where you're, where you're feeling like emotionally happy like right. you know if you're feeling anxious or like overwhelmed not a great headspace necessarily um but always just tell yourself like i've taken a drug it's gonna wear off it's not gonna last forever we're gonna be fine like you know um yeah this is good advice maybe i'll do it and then i'll have to make like a patreon bonus episode about it or something <laughs> yeah. um bridget you went to portugal right i did uh I follow you on Instagram and I was enjoying looking at your photos. Um, when, tell, tell us about it. Oh, God, I loved it. So I spent a month in Portugal over the summer. I, I had never been before. Um, it was fantastic. I will say I was there during what turned out to be a historic heat wave. And I was staying mm. in a place that did not have air conditioning. Oh, and God. so that part was a little bit uh, funky, literally, because we didn't have air conditioning. Uh, but it was fun. Like, I loved it. I, I, I wanted to live there. I was in Lisbon. I was in a, uh, like, beach town called Sintra. Um, I was in Porto. It was breathtakingly beautiful. 10 out of 10. Could not recommend more. 
And were you there for vacation or were you working? Both? I was work like I was there working remotely, but I honestly just like wanted a change of scenery. So it was half vacation, half just like let's just go to Portugal and like work from an Airbnb in Portugal for a month. Um, and yeah, I, I I loved it. I have never been. Has anyone else here been to Portugal? Never, no, I've not. It's high on the list of countries that people are like. If it doesn't work out for me in the states, that's where <laughs> I'm going. Uh, and it seems very appealing. That and Canada. Yeah. So we've got a couple. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks. I uh, during the pandemic when everyone was like, uh, "I'll be, I'll zoom you from Tahiti." Not everyone, but there was a guest on the show who did connect with us on Zoom from Tahiti. Uh, he just decided to stay there an extra amount of time because he was like writing something. And I didn't do any of these like, it's the pandemic, we're all working from home, I'm going to go to some other location. And I feel like maybe I should have. Did you guys? Hmm. I, I stuck, like I was so reclusive during the pandemic and just stayed in Toronto. Uh, but I mean, traveling is, what do they say? Traveling makes the brain go bigger <laughs> that's the I've, saying i've right? heard that word for word <laughs> yeah that's traveling the makes the brain go bigger yes that's... mark twain <laughs> <laughs> yeah word for word yes i feel like um, that would not would have been the good time to do it because like so there's would have been so much true. that you couldn't do yeah that's true yeah i yeah i guess yeah you're right okay thank you now i feel better you're andrew you you wrote a song or co you Tell me about your Property Brothers song, please. Oh, so do you have the Property Brothers in the States? The Property Brothers? Oh, we you know do. Yes. We have okay. the Property Brothers in the <laughs> we States. We have the Property I And doesn't Zoe Deschanel go out with one of them? She does. One of the brothers, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So she, um, uh, last winter, one of the producers reached out to me to write a song for this past Monday's episode. Uh, so they're, they're the Property Brothers show Brother versus Brother. They compete to renovate homes and they're allowed to sort of prank each other and sabotage each other. So in this episode, uh, one of the brothers hired a fake construction crew, which was actually a singing telegram to waste the other brother's time and Ooh. not do any work on the house all day. So at the end of the day, he shows up and he's like, why have you guys done no work on the house? And then they break out into song and basically tell him that the other brother is wasting his time on purpose uh, with their help. So I, I got hired to write that song that the fake construction workers sang on last That's night's episode. Amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> A lot of questions. How did they find you? Was it from your YouTube stuff? No. So it, uh, it's the first TV producer I ever worked with on this kids prank show where we used to prank babysitters. And uh, I haven't worked with him in years, but he reached out to me because I, I used to write songs for that show. And he was like, it's kind of like a prank. There's a song. So they he just called me and uh, I went to this little studio. I rented I found a studio space myself, rented it out and recorded because I like to record the song and then send them like a video where I do a little dance with it. I, I find that choreographing a dance really helps sell it. And uh, I ended up bringing a bed bug home with me. Uh, <gasps> From so the studio I, space? 
Yeah. When I think of the Property Brothers, I think of the day I scratched my neck and pulled a bed bug off of it, but I haven't seen another one since. So... (laughs) And you also got shingles. You wait, no, you didn't get shingles, shingles from one years. of your jobs. You yeah. get shingles in, while you're dressed up as a bear. I think it was, yeah. So I, I work <laughs> on this kids' television show called Miss Persona, and it's I have a pretty good gig on there. I get to write and produce a segment and act. Or sometimes they need a tall person to get into this big bear suit. And then they were doing a live performance. And I, so I was dancing in the bear suit. And I think the lack of oxygen (laughs) on a hot uh, summer day just gave me shingles. And then I had to continue dancing for the rest (laughs) of the week with my skin burning and uh, just pretending to be this happy dancing bear. But on the inside, I was screaming. So really, the bed bug. The bed bug is like an improvement. Yeah. It's uh it it's no um scabies. Have you ever had scabies? I never have. And my whole life I thought that scabies was a sexually transmitted disease. No, it's and uh, sort of right. So I remember yeah. when I worked with Adam Carolla and he just like casually mentioned that his daughter had scabies and I was like like she was very young at the time <laughs> or she was a kid and I was like what is happening <laughs> but I so I think my understanding of scabies is wrong yeah, what is I got, scabies I got them from a mattress I bought a secondhand mattress <clears throat> for the first and last time ever but it's they're these microscopic I think they're they're like little mites right yeah I think they're considered arachnids like they've got four legs and they're so small and they burrow into your skin and then they travel throughout your body because when you it makes it itchy, so you'll scratch the itch, and then they sort of get under your fingernails, and you scratch another itch, and you move it throughout your body, and then you have to put this like oil oh, all over God. yourself to kill them. And it's you know, I swear, I swear, I'm not the grossest man alive. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggled, I struggled for years, and I'm learning. So much about your skin afflictions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I told myself, I, every time I come on this podcast, I tell something embarrassing about myself. And I was like, today, I'm not I'm not going to mention anything about you know, the gross things that have happened to me. But <laughs> and then that's all you're mentioning. Yeah. Um, I, I love I love I love the self-disclosure. So question <laughs> for other people that like grew up in the dare era. I think I'm a little ta- I'm a little older than everyone here. Tony and I are close in age, but did anyone else think scabies, like did anyone else group scabies, herpes, warts, crabs together? Because I feel like you did. Okay. Yeah. But it's not, but I I assume scabies could be passed from like close physical contact, Mm -hmm. but it's also like not, it's, it's not that though. So I think scabies needs a new PR firm Mm -hmm. campaign. Yeah. Yeah. They're essentially dust mites, but, uh, but yeah, it has that sound like, ew, Andrew's got scabies. Don't write a love song about him. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> that's why you don't have a love song. So you didn't get to meet any property brothers or anything. No, it, that's the odd thing about it is I, I'm not sure if they know who I am. I, I think they saw the video where I choreographed the dance because they had to give, they had to sign off on it. But uh, yeah, no, it was all remote. They, shoot in LA and I, I recorded that in Toronto. Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but you keep mentioning choreography and it's really, <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't say, 
could we see like just a couple moves <laughs> from that episode? Well, it's from the choreo- choreography that goes with the song. Well, it so the song was the hook was basically we're wasting your time on purpose. But it's I don't really remember much of the the dance, but they had um the way I choreographed it was they had plungers mm-hmm. and they just did like lots of spinning the plungers and you know the whole um like a, like giving them a the old razzle dazzle. You know? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, that's probably my biggest credit to date. Like I've the one that Americans would know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's where, uh, where can I watch this? <laughs> well, that episode aired on, in the states on the 11th, but it's on HGTV. The show is called Brother versus Brother, and uh, yeah, it was episode two of the latest season. So it just came out, and. Uh, <laughs> So this is like there's the Property Brothers show, and then they have like a spinoff show called Brother. I, I am mm-hmm. I know of them, but I don't really know anything about them. Yeah, so it's their spinoff show, Brother versus Brother, and they, I think they used to renovate other people's houses, and then this show is more of a competition show where they compete to flip the house. Can you please tell us about the show where you pranked babysitters? Were the kids <laughs> in on it? Yeah, so it's it's um. The show was called Extreme Babysitting, and it, I came in on the second season because the producers had seen my YouTube videos, and they were like, we want something that's kind of, you know, for kids, but adults would find funny. That's kind of what I was doing on YouTube at the time. But basically, these babysitters would show up at this house thinking they were about to babysit a kid, and then it would always be something like, but make sure this giant cake is safe because <laughs> I'm coming home <laughs> later tonight and I got to bring the cake to the big thing I'm going to. And then the kid would want to like, let's play basketball in the living room. And then the cake would fall (laughs) over and then the parents would come home like you ruined the cake. But it's, uh, it was the kids. They didn't know they were going to be on a prank show, but they did audition without knowing they were auditioning for that show. So they were always excited to the be The babysitters, you mean? Yeah. So afterwards, we'd be the producers would say to them, hey, remember when you came in for that reality, reality TV show audition? That was it. And we thought your performance was so great. We wanted to bring you on. So then the kids were always super excited to be on because they got chosen because they were good on TV and, mm-hmm. you know, and funny and had good reactions. And then a little industry secret is that we would, um, we'd shoot the prank for real or the producers would, I was just a writer, but, uh, they would shoot the prank and then they would get the kids to reenact it a second time to get better Ah. shots. Or like if the microphones weren't working properly and one of the actors said something funny, they'd get them to redo that line. So it was a good opportunity for the kids to then put on their resume that they got to act in this show you know, so we did the prank for real, but then they also mm-hmm. got to play along the second time and have more oh, fun with nice. it and, you know, get maybe get cake on their face this time and, you know, <laughs> and just kind of, yeah. But it, so I worked on that prank show and I worked on another prank show called Undercover High, which was starring, uh, do you know Lisa Gilroy? She's, yeah, a I, I think TikTok. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. So she was, that was the first show I ever produced. And then she was the host of that show. And then now she's, um, I think she just got cast in like a Taika Waititi uh, oh. 
show, which is super exciting for her. Good for her. And what was funny? What was Undercover High? Undercover High was basically the same concept from the same producers, but it was pranking high school students in class. So their teachers would prank them and come up with, you know, a funny promposal prank or something like that. And it's, uh, you know, it was always very innocent. I, I always did feel guilty, even though like the kids had fun with it. I didn't like, I didn't like knowing that we were, you know, playing tricks on them. So I, mm-hmm. I don't like to do prank shows anymore unless it's, you know, adults, but you know, at the time I was a new writer and, you know, I spent most of the time in an office just coming up with expensive things that kids could break. (laughs) So the way, is that typically how prank shows are done? People think they're doing a reality show? I think that's how they get a lot of people on camera that they know are going to eventually sign off on it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen Cash Cab? Mm -hmm. Is that with Ben Bailey? I I think it may have a different host in the States. There's a Canadian version. And I, I do know someone who was on that. And they said that they were told that they were going to be on TV and they needed to get in this cab to go to the location where they were going to shoot this reality show. And they didn't know what they were going to be on. And then it was like, surprise, you're on cash cab. Mm. But they knew they signed up to be on TV ahead of time. Right. So yeah, I think there's a lot of that. So they don't waste their time and have someone who's like, I don't want to be on TV afterwards. Yeah. I wonder what percentage reality show producers who are listening curious about this what percentage of people refuse to sign a release afterwards Mm. that is a question i have um and here's an answer i have it's not an answer to that question though it's an answer to a different question 2023 is the year of good feel good do good be good to yourself kitsch makes feeling good simple with luxurious game-changing essentials that beauty enthusiasts like yourself like me like yours truly (laughs) totally came out wrong like me is what i was trying to say swear by they say that hair care is the new skin care uh but there is one brand that has taken it to the next level with a cult-like following kitsch has created game-changing essentials beauty enthusiasts like me swear by from satin pillowcases to time-saving towels kitsch knows hair care doesn't stop in the shower whatever your budget your skin type your hair type kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning noon and night starting in 2010 by selling hair ties door to door literally just hustle and a dream kitsch is self-funded female founded and now carried in over 20,000 retail locations kitsch's best sellers include satin pillowcases caps and eye masks uh, satin is vegan and cruelty free and they are so great for your hair and skin while you sleep. They have shampoo and conditioner bars. Uh, they have heatless satin curling rollers. So say goodbye to heat damage. There are TikTok videos of people throwing away their $600 curlers for this. The amazing thing is this is only a fraction of the price at $18. Kitsch also has quick dry hair towels, their classic hair ties and scrunchies, and so much more. Um, I received a satin pillowcase, cap, and eye mask, and it is like I just sleep in luxury and I wake up and my hair is not frizzy. Uh, it's great. So right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash Allison. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H.com slash Allison. One more time, mykitsch.com slash Allison for 30% off your order. Okay. I think we should do some Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have for 
thought or done Is it just me or everyone? All right. Uh, Andrew, do you have a just me or everyone? Um, do you ever... Is it just me? Or do you ever speak to your computer like someone who wants a divorce from their partner <laughs> but is being passive passive aggressive about it for example i think so yeah but i need an example well sometimes i'll just find myself working on something and my computer will freeze and i'll be like that that's fine you, <laughs> you take your time it's not like <laughs> my time is valuable you go right ahead i'll be over here waiting you know, I don't scream at it. I don't punch anything. I just speak to yeah. it like, I've had enough. I've had enough. And you know what? You've had a long day too, computer. <laughs> so you just you just do your thing. I love that. I think that I speak to my computer uh, like someone who is like in the divorce proceedings. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just like, Ugh. like I get very... I think I, I like quietly rage at my – if I say anything to my computer, it's just like, fuck, and also motherfucker. It's, mm. it's very profane. Yeah, yeah. I think mine's uh, with sarcasm because mine's mm. been doing a thing lately where it likes to just restart out of nowhere if it's not plugged mm. in. And perfect. so that's just met with a lot of, oh, great, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you, Bridget? Are you kinder to your tech? I, I mean, I, I have such a – love-hate relationship with technology that it does feel a little bit like a strained romantic relationship also my all my technology is old as crap and so i'm constantly like my partner will be like what are you swearing at over there your computer and it's always my computer (laughs) okay now when you say old as crap how old are we talking though because my laptop is from 2015 and my desktop is from 2013 so I feel like the, those are really like I'm do- totally due for a new computer. Do you have one of oh, those black and green beat. monitors? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I have uh, the hard drive is in another room and it's the, it's room size. Perfect. Yeah, got the printer that comes out like er, 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 the paper yes, coming out. You got a dot rip it. matrix exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have you beat. How old is your is your stuff? My well, I was gonna say my laptop is probably a 2017, but okay. uh, it's I've been I've been I've not been kind to it, so it's kind of my own fault why it's so janky and slow. Yes, and I I'm someone who doesn't get like I use my electronics until they absolutely mm. cannot be used anymore. So mm. I have you know the early iPhone, the early laptop. I'm not somebody who when the new tech drops, mm. I feel like I need to get it right away if mine is still working properly. Yes, mm. I yes. Daniel, Apple has a thing where you can, I don't, like you pay a certain amount each month and then you always get the new iPhone. And, and that's what he does. Um, I have, mine's a iPhone 10. Um, oh, I have a 10 too. You do. Okay. Where phone, I find it a little big. It's the XR. Is that, is this, I find it like yeah. a little bit too big actually. It doesn't, does, mine does not fit in my jeans pocket. Right. Do you have that same problem? Yes. It doesn't fit in anything. Yeah. Um, but then also when I'm like holding it in my left hand and trying to like reach the top corner for whatever reason, I can't. Um, I also probably couldn't do that with my right hand either. But for some reason, it feels I'm straining more with my left hand. Um, yeah. The idea of constantly getting a new phone just sounds stressful because every time you get a new phone, it is for me, it's it's like a tiny version of moving. <laughs> yeah. 
It is. And then you have to like move all your crap, like all your pictures, mm. all yes. your this, all your that. It's, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. n- no yeah. thanks. But also, my computer, all of my, my computer and my files and all that stuff are not super well organized. Like I was doing something on Daniel's computer yesterday with his permission and I had to pull something up from the hard drive and I was like, oh, his, all, he has everything in folders. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Everything's all, is, is everyone here all organized? Hell no. Okay. Mostly. My phone not is perfectly. always full. Like I'm yes. always having to delete videos to take new videos. Yes. And, and do you ever feel like when you delete a video of someone or a photo of someone, you're like killing a part of their soul? Hmm. Like, do you feel no. guilty about deleting a photo of someone without their knowledge? It. I don't feel like I'm killing a part of their soul, but it does feel cold to mm. me. It feels cold and unsentimental. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what I really have trouble with is and I constantly have to delete voicemails because I keep old voicemails um, just, you know, in case I ever need to hear this person's voice again or whatever. Um, and that is like, well, if they, <laughs> so dark, but <laughs> this is kind of just me or everyone. It's like, uh, I, I need to keep it in case they die. Hmm. Yeah. I do the exact same. I mean, I'm, I'm very sentimental with pictures and videos. I feel like, cloud storage i'll figure it out but mm. yeah voicemails i'm like oh well, if, if anything ever happens I, i'm gonna want this like sweet voicemail i don't mm. want to get rid of that totally totally um yes okay bridget do you have it just mirror everyone i do is it just me or does everyone when you're using a public bathroom like at a target or a restaurant and you're in the stall and someone comes out of the stall to wash your hands you wait until that person leaves until exiting <laughs> your stall. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's everyone. Okay, <laughs> good. That's everyone. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, here's a just mirror, everyone, that I, I probably brought up on the show a long time ago. And it doesn't happen to me anymore. But it used, I used to always, when I was in a stall, worry that I was in the men's room. <laughs> I used to have – I don't know. It's interesting that it doesn't happen to me anymore. Maybe I don't care as much anymore, or maybe I'm just never in public anymore. It's both of those. But for some reason, I always would have this fear of like, sort of like needing to check that you turned your straightening iron off before you left the house or whatever. I would be like, did I check to make sure it was the female, you know, icon on the door? Am I in the women's room for sure? Anyone else have that? Yeah, I don't feel that because I think um, the traditional man's uh, men's room always has urinals so you just Mm -hmm. as long as there's urinals you're in the right place i think it used to happen before i was aware that there's always like that they visually look different Mm. but also now i'm at the point where like if there's and again this rarely happens but because i again i'm rarely in in these situations but like if there's a huge line and i really need to go and there's no one in the men's line i will use it Mm -hmm. oh i've done that like yeah I feel like at that point you're almost helping helping out the establishment of like I'm going to keep your yes. lines short by just using the yes. there's no line at the men's I'll just use that one you're exactly. welcome exactly exactly now do, and do you agree though that it's usually a little grosser than ours not that ours is Absolutely. so great but yeah a thousand percent yes <laughs> yes I have okay. a I have a quick bathroom related one too just real oh. quick if you're if Let's you're if you're stuck so like at an airport or somewhere that you're going to be there for a while and you may use the bathroom several times. Do you find that you always go to the same stall? <laughs> oh, <Ooh>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Yeah. Fewer germs, right? You've. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, I don't even. Fewer I never chances. even really thought about it. It's just like I don't know. I just like head straight to the same one. Yeah. Every time. It worked out the first time. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if someone were studying human behavior, which I think people have before, that <laughs> probably that that kind of thing would be like on the list of like I remember always marveling in college in classes that were in lecture halls, pretty much people always would sit in the same seat. And there's mm-hmm. a ton of seats and you can sit wherever, but it can, and also if someone's in your seat, the one that you decided is yours. It's very upsetting. <laughs> so I think the fact that yeah. like people tend to to like to go to the same spot again is like a very human thing. That's yeah. so interesting. Um, I've never thought about that. Like it's so animalistic of us. It to is. Just go I think sit it in the is. Same yeah. Seat. And I never thought of it that way. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Although my dog will go to the bathroom in a new spot every time. Hmm. So. She's not, I mean, she is a creature of habit, but she wants to pee all over the right. entire backyard. Uh, okay. Alicia Janowski says, Jan- excuse me, Al- Alicia Janowski, Alicia Janowski, am I saying it right? I don't know. Every time I wash my hands at a sink with a mirror above it, I must inspect my face for rogue hairs. Hmm. I don't do that there, but the best lighting for inspecting for discovering that you have rogue hairs is I find in the car, something about car lighting. Hmm. You're just like, Oh, I've got a chin hair. Mm. What? Oof. Yeah. I, I mean, I always have them. <laughs> like, I don't want to know about them at this point. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever accidentally flip the mirror? So when it's th- to, th- to that, like magnified side <laughs> and you're like really getting a in close, like an in, like an up close yeah. and personal look at all your pores and hairs yes. and yes, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really is. Although something I've been coveting for a while and someday I will get it. I want like a really good magnifying mirror and I want it mounted in our bathroom, maybe with a light, probably for plucking purposes. Like, mm. you know, at hotels, how they'll have that mirror. That's what I want that circular mirror for home. Do you have um, one face, facial hair that you get excited to pluck when it returns? I have one in my ear. And every month or so, I I notice it, and it's like, oh, it's back. And I never notice it making its return throughout yeah. the month. But then it just one day, springs it's like, up one day. It's there, yeah, and it doesn't hurt. It just glides out so nicely, and it's uh, fingertips or tweezer, <laughs> tweezer. Okay, mm. I don't I don't have any hair like that that I get excited to pluck. But and I've talked about it before, and it's get ready for something gross. I love. <laughs> I love to pick a he- like a scab on my head. And Gross. Through my hair. So satisfying. It really is. It really is so Then good. do you admire it for a bit before it goes on its yeah, way? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I have before. <laughs> oh, same. Yeah, yeah. I think it, that's probably a human nature thing, too. Like, um, don't primates do that? Like, they pick yeah. those off of each other. So maybe it's so. part of our uh, our history. <laughs> I love that we're totally things. justifying completely grossly. That being said, I do not enjoy – like I know people who are like, I love to pick my boyfriend's back. Like, I don't mm. want to pick anything off of anyone else. I don't mm. want to watch pimple popping videos. Oh. I, I, you do? I, not a pimple pop, but I'm into like uh, pore cleaning of the face oh. to see like someone clean the, like the pores on their nose. I find that so satisfying. But not a pimple. Like where they take that thing and like push it. Yeah. I don't like to see them break skin with something yeah. sharp, but I like to see 
something come out of something else. I've never had a real fun experience with a Biore Poor Perfect strip. Mm. Have you? <laughs> the, Anyone the, here use those? I've tried it. Comer- I feel like I've never yeah. had like any success whatsoever. No. Yeah, on the commercial, hurt. it like, yeah, it, it's sort of painful. Uh, guest of the show, Robin Shore, did a voiceover for Biore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the commercial, it's like, it like, like goes, that's the sound of your pores, <laughs> the stuff coming out of them. It's like, and then it's covered with like, Tiny pore shaped plugs. Ugh. Maybe I'm um, just a lot grosser than you all are because every time I've used one, all that junk is on the strip. Maybe really? I just have like nasty full pores. I don't know. It's like <laughs> y'all have never, when you do it, there's nothing on there. It works no. for me. It works for me. I just, I don't okay. do it because it irritates my cheeks, the part that gets on your cheek. It, yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah. I, I, speaking of those mirrors, the uh, magnifying mirrors, sometimes I'll just look in in those and like get the blackheads out of my nose one by one just because I find it. So I promised I wouldn't say gross things. (laughs) How do you do it though? With tweezers? With tweezers. Yeah. So you just push down and it kind of just like makes its way out. I uh, do. I mean, since we're getting gross, I do like one of my favorite things. Favorite is strong, but something I can really lose myself in is if I'm sitting on the toilet I'll look down and like pick anything on the ed- on the sides of my thighs and mm. the backs of my arms. Okay. I can really go to town with like squeezing and no one. No, I'm not. I'm not feeling a lot of warmth from the <laughs> yeah, crowd no. right now. Does no one I else do it. this? I think it. I think it is just human nature because <laughs> before we lived in houses, we probably would get things like scabies oh. and need to pick them out. You know, so it's human nature to see. Mm. a blemish and want to get it off i mean because like i do i'm sorry I'm, I'm really getting into it now i do find it very satisfying to like pull at a bump on my arm and then like a little hair comes out with it oh yeah in oh, yeah. hairs for sure <laughs> that is the best yeah i have this fantasy but- <laughs> that one day i'll find a hair in my ear and it'll be like 20 feet long Ooh. and i just get to like pull it out of like the eardrum no, I'm with, I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Andrew's wildest fantasy. In the multiverse, there is that happening. Oh, man. There's a version I'm of so you jealous. doing that. Yes. I, I totally like, I have all sorts. There's, I've actually never talked about this. It's, it's going to sound weird. It's going to be hard to articulate. But like, there's little sort of thoughts that I have multiple times a day. And one of them, and I think it's like, a feeling of maybe my like my a fullness in my ear or something mm. which makes me imagine like pulling something out of my ear and it's like a specific thing that i imagine pulling that's not going to make sense to anyone it's like a specific shaped thing um but like i think like every time i get that sensation in my ear i imagine like uncorking something in my ear so i feel like that's kind of similar and it would be satisfying to do that i think that's similar is to it your- a noise or a feeling in your I ear. think it's a feeling. I think it's a feeling. Are you able to um, make that like noise in your ear? Is that it? Like I saw I'm, a TikTok recently where someone was like, it was sort of like a just me or everyone, but she was like, can you make this weird like buzzing noise in your ear? I'm like moving my ears around. I don't think how do, so. How do you do it? It sounds like yeah. wind. No, I can't. You know? I, I guess like a small percentage of people do it. And I, I'm one of them. And my whole life. I've just made this sound in my ears. And thanks to TikTok, now I know other people do it as can, well. Can, like, would 
other people hear it or it's just a sound inside? It's just you hear it. And then I, I Googled it and apparently it's something sort of built into your ears that you can do when there's a loud noise to stop damage to your ears. Like it's almost what? like you're plugging your ears with the fluid inside your ears. It's I, I need like to a superpower. Yeah, I need to look more into it. But it's a uh, it's sort of a. Do you ever yawn and get like a a noise yes. in your ears? It's sort of like yeah. that, but it happens like on demand, command. So like, do it right now. So you, you didn't hear that. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. I see. Huh. Tony, you're around super loud noises all the time. Do you have weird ear stuff? Uh, not stuff like that that I'm aware. Of. No, I just I have bad like ringing and stuff. And you do even, have you do. Yeah, and that's even with being really good about wearing earplugs for years. Mm. But yeah, it's still there. Um, I will notice sometimes after a long car ride, my ears are ringing. And I don't know if it was just that my – it happened more in my older car, which maybe just didn't muffle the sound as well. Do you guys ever get that? I don't know if it's like a change in pressure or if it's just yeah. road noise. I have a constant um, ringing. I lost most of my hearing in one year recently. And it's uh, – yeah, I didn't realize it until I was listening to this song by 311 that has a little like <laughs> telephone sound in it. And I couldn't hear the uh-huh. sound anymore. Oh, no. And then so I like went – to the ear doctor and they tested both of my ears and I guess they work together. So it's your brain doesn't recognize that one of your ears is messed up until they do these tests. But now I just like, I'm so sad because I can't hear that sound effect in that 311 song anymore. You love 311. I do love 311. (laughs) So do, do they know what caused the hearing loss? I think it was, I used to play in bands when I was younger and I know you did too, Allison. Is that something you like to talk about on this show? Yeah, I'm fine talking about that. Yeah. Are, Bridget, oh, yeah. are you a musician as well? I feel like God. I wish. Yeah. I wish. I've always wanted to be. Yeah. Do you sing or or anything or sing in the show? No, I'm a I'm a appreciator of music, oh, okay. but <laughs> I wish. Well, I know Allison was in a band. Uh, what in the 90s, early 2000s was it? Yeah, uh, it was from 97 to 2002. Okay. Wow. I've always Beginning been curious to know yeah. what you were called and what kind of music you played. So we were called the Angoras. And we played um, like punk pop, but not punk pop in the way that Tony's band is punk pop or like Blink-182. Not like that. It was more like like catchy, more like old style punk Mm. sounds, like kind of influenced by like X and Go-Go's and Damned and that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's never a bad time to rock and roll, man. (laughs) And when we first formed, I was the drummer uh, and then... I said, this has been fun, but I'm moving. Mm. Uh, and then I went to San Francisco and then I did, but I ended up not moving and I came back and but I was like, hey guys, turns out I'm actually not moving. Mm. Uh, and they already had another drummer by that point. Oh. I suspect had I stayed around, they also would have <laughs> had another drummer. <laughs> I mean, he was really good and I was like just learning and mm. I do not have the the stamina to do a full set or anything like that. Um, and I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm. Like I, ha- I have like a little bit of natural drum ability, but I'm not like a, a Tony style professional drummer like mm. at all. Um, but they knew that I played guitar as well. So then I became the guitarist in the band, which I found to be a lot easier and more fun for me. Uh, and yeah. And then um, 
our singer Paula had and our singer Paula and our drummer had been in bands before. And I remember we were at our practice space one day and Paula's like, oh, hey, we have a show, you know, coming up. And I was like, what? <laughs> There's no way we're going to be ready for this. And then we did. And then we just started playing shows. And yeah, it was fun. It was. But at that time of my life and we toured a little bit. Um, so I had just graduated college hmm. and I felt like. I had ideas of where my life was supposed to go and living in Orange County again and playing in a band is not what I was supposed to be, not mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I should be in New York. I should be. And I was, I was working for the OC Weekly at that point and freelancing for, so I was like writing, but I had this dream of, in the same way that you have a fantasy of a long hair coming out of your <laughs> ear, I had a fantasy of like being in publishing in New York. Right. Um, and I just felt like this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Um, even though I look back on that time and it was, I'm still friends with, with the people that I was friends with then. It was so much fun. Mm. Like I wish if I could go back in time, I would say to myself, just chill out. Like it's mm. going to, it's going to work out, you know? Um, but yeah, eventually in 2002 I did, I was like, I, I, I need to go to New York. Like that's where I wanted. That's where I was, was that's where I, I've thought that I wanted to go this whole time. So yeah. So that's what happened. But Am I um, wrong but, in saying seeing Jimmy Fallon at a coffee shop made you move to New York. Does that sound <laughs> Did familiar? I met- that do- yes, it does sound familiar. I think once, uh, once on it a, was at a bar many years ago, you said you saw him and it was like a sign like, okay, New York. New <laughs> there York were two signs. There were two signs. So we were playing a show at the covered wagon, which is a show, which is a club in San Francisco. And I was talking to, the bouncer who I became friends with. Uh, and he told me that he was moving to Brooklyn because San Francisco like wasn't a city enough for him. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, wow, if San Francisco is not a city enough for him, what am I doing in Orange County in Costa Mesa? Um, and he and I stayed in touch actually. And I remember on September 6th, 2001. Okay. That's my birthday. Go on. Ooh. It was on your birthday. <laughs> on on Tony's birthday, before I knew Tony, I woke up and I said, I got go to I gotta go to New York. Mm. Um, and then 9-11 happened. Oh. Uh, so I waited a little bit. But then I went to New York. Was I'm trying to remember the timeline because I officially moved in like March or April of that year. But maybe I was visiting before that. And then and that guy's name was Andrew, actually. Hmm. And that and he was living in Brooklyn at this point. And he and I hung out and we went to a bar and I saw Jimmy Fallon (laughs) at the bar. And then for some reason I was and I was like, I was a Jimmy Fallon fan. Uh, I was like, this is my sign. I have to move here. (laughs) But I think my mind was already made up, actually, from the Tony's birthday. thing. Uh, But yeah, that does sound like something I said. Yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool. I, uh, yeah, and as your listeners may know, I met you in New York, but I've never met Tony or Bridget in person. Are you, you're both in LA? Are you both in California? No. I am. I'm in, I'm in DC. Oh, fun. Uh, I think I told Tony this the last time I was on that, like, your band was when we were in college, like, your band was the band that we, all the cool kids loved. And <laughs> there's a particular song that was like the song where you were meant, I mean, I don't want to like say that your band encouraged bad behavior, but <laughs> it was the song that you were meant to put on when you were meant to just like chug your beer and then like go to the party. So it was like you're pre-gaming when you hear 
this song. Which one? Was it Everything is All Right? It is. Okay. Oh, I feel it's like you probably hear this a million times. Oh, no, like, no, no, no. It's, it's people flattering. Would, like, people would like shotgun beers. And there's so many pictures of my friends with all of their just like beers and elbows <laughs> to the sky to that song. So that's how when I hear that song, it takes me to such a specific time in my life. That is amazing. Wait, how did Tony, how did you know what song it was? Uh, that That's like kind of like our our quote-unquote biggest song probably. that's the one uh-huh. i know yeah off the yeah. top of my head it was the, it was the closest thing to a hit that we had it's, yeah so there's when, also don't mean the, the future freaks me out was also up there that's, I that's mean, another that's, one yeah those are the top two yeah so when we had anthony bowens on he mentioned that there was a particular song a particular motion city soundtrack song that he would listen to over and over is it that one uh actually no i i believe that was hold me down if i remember correct because i think when he first messaged me i think that was the song that he mentioned if yeah. i remember right yeah oh so tony how was fresno uh so let me fill bridget in the, the weirdest thing has happened on my show <laughs> in the last year i have sort of gotten into professional wrestling a bit not not performing um that's next (laughs) but uh follow tony is a big wrestling fan i knew nothing about it and via tony we've had various wrestlers on the show that i've become friends with and so i went to my first show a couple last couple the 11th almost three weeks ago yeah yeah almost three weeks ago but two weeks i guess yeah uh, but I was very late, and I've heard <laughs> there's no end to me getting shit for how late I was. It's a long story. I could not find part. It's, it's a, it's a, it was a whole mess. Um, but and by the way, Tony, I think that RJ is actually mad at me about that. This is a, <laughs> I a topic. I don't for, think so. I feel like he might be. I don't know. I no. can't tell he just anymore. Likes giving I, you shit. I feel like he's actually mad. Canadian sarcasm, maybe. <laughs> Bowens was like, How, I heard you were late. I'm like, oh my God. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think they they would have liked if you had been there on time, but I doubt they're actually mad about it. <sighs> we'll see. But anyway, so Tony then went to see the next show in Fresno. Uh, how was it? Uh, it was super fun. Uh, we had a really great time. Uh, we showed up plenty early. Um, uh, and uh, I will say this though uh, what you and Daniel talked about from the the LA show that you went to about uh, being really surprised at like just how nice all of the the fans were and everything yes basically not the case well uh, it was however except for the guy that was sitting down a couple seats down from us he was basically the like real life version of the comic book guy from the simpsons oh no and he was just like constantly criticizing things like like loudly and like not not oh. like it's one thing to like you know a part of the show is to like boo and cheer and every you know but he's like literally like like just like making comments about like that was weak and like oh this is why wrestling's gone down the tubes oh, and like oh, and he's there by himself and he's uh oh, like surprise, and he's surprise. surrounded by people <laughs> right Surrounded by people like having a great time, and like oh, no. everyone's just like, "Shut up, man!" Just like, <laughs> oh, what a bummer. Yeah. So, it, and he clearly seemed to be like he must have some like wrestling blog or something because he had like <laughs> a big camera and he was taking and. But they, uh, he was just a a, a, a real buzzkill. This guy. But other, mm. uh, if we could ignore that guy, uh, yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> other than that guy. <laughs> Well, good. And then you spent the night there in beautiful Fresno? 
Yeah, we did. We, uh, yeah, not, uh, you know, Fresno is Fresno. Although it was, it was actually a better part of Fresno than I'd ever been to before. Um, I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever been to Fresno. Um, Vince Mancini, who has been on the show and whose show I've been on, he lives oh, in Fresno right. now. I remember yeah. Him. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was all right. We, um, Flo has a a a, uh, a friend with a hotel hookups. So we were able to get a room for really cheap. So we're like, nice. let's just go and we'll we'll stay for cheap and then come home in the morning. So yeah, it was a good time. What is her? Th- this might not be info for air, but what does her friend do that gives them a hotel hookup? Uh, I don't know if I should say that. Okay, so we'll you can tell me later. <laughs> hmm. So mysterious. Yeah. That's right. What does your what does her friend do? Has Andrew done drugs? There's so many <laughs> mysteries. Um, so listen, a very ex- oh wait, two exciting things. I want to say hello and welcome and thank you to the new patrons. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. to be patrons. Hello and welcome to Clint A. Hello and welcome to John Garcia. I believe he's here specifically for the Ask Me Anything upcoming, for the upcoming Ask Me Anything episode. Uh, and then hello and thank you and welcome to Drew Spicer, who's at the texting level and we have already texted. Um, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. And then also due to overwhelming demand and overwhelming crowding in animal shelters, I am... For a limited time, for an extended time, I don't know. Bringing back the uh, adopt a dog segment, where each week I feature a dog that is available for adoption, uh, because someone reached out to me and was like, "I work with the shelter. I know you said that you my original shelter connection moved and is no longer with the shelter that I was featuring. Um, so now I have a new connection, and we have some dogs, and I have a dog to tell you about, and we have a song, and it's very long." You are a dog. Are a dog, a doggy dog, 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 dog. That's what you are. Dog, 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 dog. Belly. It felt appropriate. I think you can, you can fade out. Aww. Bentley, we are seeing, <laughs> oh my gosh. Ha- and by the way, happy belated birthday, Bentley. Yeah, he turned oh, three Tom. last week, and also then two days later was the two-year anniversary when I got him. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's been in your life that long. I know. A little tongue. <laughs> I know, it's almost <laughs> always out. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, so cute. Do you brush his teeth? I have tried. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. It's very hard to do because they just always just try to eat the toothpaste is all that happens. Yeah. yeah. The chicken flavored toothpaste. Yeah. I feel like we have not done a great job of uh, Wendy's dental hygiene. Yeah. Um, it's it's very hard. It's I've, hard I've to tried start with multiple dogs years and it's just, yeah. But no matter, even when they're young, it's hard to pull off. I don't know how yeah. people do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you guys about Walker. Walker is a two-year-old, 66-pound, treeing Walker coonhound that would be the perfect running or hiking partner, but is content to sit around and chill while you pet him. He requires a strong handler because he is true to his hound nature and tries to follow his nose. Unlike most hounds, Walker is only vocal when there's a commotion. He's very food-motivated, dog and cat-friendly. He absolutely loves to run and play with other dogs. If you or anyone you know are in the D.C., Maryland or Virginia or in DC, Maryland, Virginia would be interested 
Is that Bridget. that's not? I know <laughs> that's where I live. And I I've know been complaining be about wanting a dog like nonstop. Oh my gosh! Check out this dog. If you'd be interested in meeting this goofy boy, please reach out via his pet finder page at tiny.cc slash walkerhound or email at tascas, T-A-S-C-A-S dot love at gmail.com. So again, the pet finder page is tiny.cc slash walkerhound or email tascas, T-A-S-C-A-S dot love at gmail.com. Yeah, Bridget, I think that most of the dogs we're going to be featured, we're going to be featuring are in this area. So we might, maybe you should, you should tune in. I think <laughs> I'm going to find have you a dog. To also, we have a lot in common. We're both food motivated. So. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the dog for you. Is there, okay, so DCMDVA, is there like a, so DC, Maryland, Virginia, is there a name for that area? The DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia. Oh, the DMV. I love it. <laughs> the DMV. And then Tor- Toronto is GCA, right? GTA, yeah, Greater Toronto. That's what I meant. Area. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the what's the tri-state area? That's Ohio. No. There's another term. Wait, the tri-state, is that New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania? That sounds right. I feel like it's more East Coast. Let me see. Yeah. Try I think cuz I know that Ohio is something because I remember watching Family Ties and they referred to something and mm. I was like, what's an, Yeah, what do they say tri-state area is? Uh, looks like oh, there's there's multiple areas that are referred oh, to that. Cin- okay, like Cincinnati, which is Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, around New York City, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Yeah, there's mm. a bunch. There's a bunch. Yes, right, Connecticut, not Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think when I was watching Family Ties, they referred to the tri-state area, and that must have been whatever the Ohio one you just <laughs> said was. Well, this has been a geographical show, um, mm. and so much fun. Uh, Bridget, tell everyone where they can find you, plug anything you'd like to plug. You have a new podcast, right? I do. This has been so much fun. Thanks for having me. Thank um, you, for you can check on. out my podcast. Uh, my one on iHeartRadio is called There Are No Girls on the Internet. The one that just came out recently is um, on Cool Zone Media. It's called Internet Hate Machine. You can follow me on Instagram at Bridget Marie in DC or on Twitter at Bridget Marie. Thank you so much. Andrew, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Hunt 311 or 311, like the band. <laughs> <laughs> uh and what about tiktok i know you're just yeah if, if if you burn it up I, over there yeah i'm trying to do the tiktok thing so it's at candy pandy 311 it used to be I, my youtube name was andy pandy 311 mm-hmm. but someone took that so at candy pandy 311 someone took someone took andy pandy 311 on tiktok yeah. yeah are they impersonating you i think there was a lot of um I had a lot of YouTube followers back in the day, and I think some of them just stole the name. Right. Uh, not stole the name, but used it because they used to watch the YouTube channel. Got it. Mm. Well, I don't like that very much. <laughs> Tony, what about you? Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't. Wait. How do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> I do I? I think you're the last one, right? That's how I. Yeah, but I have always, I've also always thought that doesn't really make any sense. All right. <laughs> what about you, Tony? <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. 
and my show bizarre albums every tuesday and if you're listening to this the day it comes out and you're in la i'm gonna be playing at the lodge room in highland park with i will uh, be there both the don't stop or will die and townland and we're playing with the sloppy boys so uh come on out i'm excited for that a supposed allison rosen sighting (laughs) first time ever at one of my shows so much pressure to be on time too yeah uh i mean of course i want to be as well but i'm just saying (laughs) uh if you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please make sure you're subscribed. Tell a friend. Leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Five stars. Uh, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Listen to my other podcast, Upworthy Weekly. That is my lighthearted news podcast. Comes out on Saturdays. It's a very fun time. Uh, and then also Childish, my parenting-ish podcast, every other Wednesday. And I'm on Cameo. I already mentioned Patreon. I think. Oh, 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 youtube.com slash Allison Rosen, because I've been putting more and more Monday shows up there. Uh, and those are a fun time. So check all that out. Thank you so much. You guys, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Rosen is your new band.